They say an idle mind is the devil's playground, and so I know not to, not to keep my mind too idle. Uh, I found myself last night after Mass just asking the question, well, you know, what is leprosy and all those things? I knew some of it already, but uh, I did a little uh, research, not really a deep dive, but some research, and I knew that it was the modern name of it is called Hansen's disease, uh, named after the, the, the man who discovered the bacteria that causes leprosy. It is very particular bacteria, one that uh, is prevalent more in the tropical areas than elsewhere, so we don't have to worry about it too much around here, but one that uh, almost 95% of, uh, of us have a natural immunity to not allow it to become a problem. But for those 5%, it becomes a problem and can become a big problem very quickly. It affects the nerves and the, the, the mucus linings of the nose, I found out, and, and a few other things. And it is spread through, uh, probably like COVID, you know, uh, through mucus and, and touching, but it's, again, not incredibly infectious. But in the days of Jesus, they didn't know about this. And so they, they knew that if you spent a lot of time around a leper, you would probably become a leper yourself. Uh, and St. Damien of Malakoy, of course, is a good example of that. Uh, spent time helping the lepers before he developed leprosy himself. It's not always the, that is not always the case. But now, uh, through uh, good antibiotics and uh, bacterial infection control and various other things, worldwide, there's only 200,000 cases. Now that sounds like a lot if you ask me, but just 20, 30 years ago, it was in the millions. So it is becoming less and less prevalent, again, as we uh, clean up and have more sanitary issues and various other things, relatively easy to treat. But it was a scary disease in the days of Jesus, and even yet today, because in advanced cases of leprosy, the uh, skin can get deadened and uh, rot off. There's a smell of, of rotting, decayed flesh. In more advanced cases, the nose, fingers, uh, ears, uh, extremities can rot off, and it's a terrible, terrible disease. And in addition to that, because it was contagious or thought to be very contagious, uh, there was this branding against them, not only in Israel, not only uh, among the Jewish people, but worldwide, or known world. But the Jewish people took it a step beyond because uh, God wanted uh, order and all that. That the law came, and we hear that today, that somebody who was found to be a leper was to cry out, unclean, unclean. And this is not a physical uncleanliness. This is a moral uncleanliness, a spiritual uncleanliness that they were not allowed to participate in the normal uh, worship activities of the, of the Jewish people. They were not allowed into the temple area. They were not allowed in towns or civilized society. They were to live on the outskirts. And the, the, the Jewish people took it beyond that somebody who was a leper was not to talk to anyone except to say unclean. Can you imagine your entire life only being able to talk to other people who, are, who have leprosy, or all you're allowed to say is unclean, unclean. And that's the case of this poor leper today.
that he, well, we assume it's a he because that's what the, the pronoun is, he is a leper on the outskirts of town, living his life separate from everyone else. But he breaks the law. He doesn't cry out unclean. Rather, he cries out, if you wish, you can make me clean. There's a hope here. And not only a hope, but a a knowledge that somehow Jesus can do this if he just wishes. Jesus can heal him if he just wishes, if he would want to. If you wish, you can make me clean. And notice what St. Mark records. Jesus doesn't say anything before he starts to act. He acts first. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him. It's probably the first time since he was declared a leper that this man had been touched by anyone. Jesus touches him and says, I do will it, be made clean. The, uh, there's a story in the Old Testament that one of the prophets was given a vision of water pouring forth from the side and going down into the salt waters and making the salt waters fresh. That the, the, the whole point of that is God's holiness makes all things fresh. But Jesus is so holy, so clean, that just merely having him touch an unclean makes the unclean clean. Jesus wills to clean wills to heal. But notice the, Jesus says, uh, dismisses him sternly and says, don't go, uh, don't tell anyone, go to the priest, offer what is prescribed, that will be enough. And this man doesn't. Maybe he was deaf in addition to being a leper, I don't know. No, we have to remember there's a difference between hearing and listening. He doesn't listen, he publicizes the whole affair. And notice what happens. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places. What happened? The man who was formerly known as a leper was able to re-enter society. The one who healed him took his spot, lived on the outskirts, lived on the edge of the camp lived separated, but of course people kept coming to him. Now this might be a little minor little point that our Lord uh, would live on the outside as the leper is able to return, but I think St. Mark is recording this and I think the gospel evangelists are recording uh, such things to remind us that this is exactly what Jesus intends to do. This is the first chapter of St. Mark. This is exactly what our Lord intends to do, though. He intends to take our place. And consider this, that the leprosy was not just a physical uncleanliness, but a spiritual uncleanliness. And all of us, in our own way, have that uncleanliness. All of us, in our own way, are spiritual lepers. All of us, in our own way, have sinned and separated ourselves from the Lord. And uh, if some time ago I, I shared, and I'm still convinced of this, this author writing, we spend too much time as Catholics uh, d- trying to discern between venial and mortal sin that in, in the end it doesn't matter. All sin is an offense to God. All sin separates us 
from God in some way, shape, or form. Mortal sin, of course, cuts that life of grace off. But that's not like saying venial sin is okay. We can't be like uh, Martin, uh, Martin Luther and say sin, but sin boldly. No, all sin is a stain. All sin is to be avoided. And we struggle against it, or at least we ought to. And, you know, I, I said last night, and I will go to my grave saying this, most of us that are here this morning are not uh, committing mortal sin, at least on a regular basis. And yet, we are stained. We are sinners. We ourselves should be separated. But our Lord does will to heal us. And he does heal us if we come to him, if we ask him for that grace to live better, to be healed, to live his grace out. And he does this by taking our place. In fact, today as we hear in that first reading, the leper is the one who is to live making his abode outside the camp. And that's the way the authors, the evangelists, initially described where Jesus was crucified, outside the camp. On that hill of Calvary, now if you go to Jerusalem, you'll see that it's in the old city, within the walls of the old city. But at the time of Jesus, it was on the outskirts, right outside, on the edge of the city. There, Jesus suffered and died, taking all of our sin to himself, taking it all to the cross and putting it to death because he wills it so. He substituted himself for us. He gave himself for us. This is what it means that we are lepers who are healed by our Lord who willingly does so, willingly takes our place. As we are about to enter this great season of Lent, we call to mind that this is our task during this season, to become aware of the various sores that we have, the spiritual sores that we carry, the spiritual sores that the Lord wants to heal, desires to heal, needs to heal. I haven't shared it a whole lot, but, and I don't remember the exact story, but <clears throat> it's told the story of somebody who, during prayer, suddenly burst out aloud, I can't do it, but you can, Lord, and you promised. We can't on our own undo our own sin. We can't work out our own salvation, but the Lord can and has, and he promised he will. He promised to give himself. He did give himself. He takes our place, the perfect substitute, the Lamb of God, who takes away our sins and the sins of the whole world.